previously on the Dave and Steve show. The previous incarnation of this show made me fart loudly while I was bench pressing at the gym. Uh, so much so I got so embarrassed I, I went into the locker room. Tracy, I know his resolution last year was to continue living with only one kidney. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, and I've done so because I only have one. Yeah. So that she can get behind. We loved the first one. This one was not good. Steve, you seem to uh, hate it. I I didn't um, I didn't not like it. Um, <laughs> it was it was okay. Go for it. My takeaway from Tracy is just keep quitting. And so uh, with my four year old, he definitely was having issues because he's you know he's four. He's and four. He's just, yeah. He's huge jackass too. So uh, the right. other. So my pizza got delivered to a pizza place. I am absolutely convinced after thinking about this for no more than 10 seconds. The other thing that I deal with all the time is I have excessive body hair. But now I have to try and reach around and shave like the back side of my shoulder because that's where he's going to put the tape on it. You see, I would have the mailman do that. Um, we we give you a cocktail mm-hmm. or two, mm-hmm. and then tra- we just Tracy, lay them down on a table. And Tracy and I, we we shave you while we do the show. Show number thirty-eight of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, Amir, twenty-seven miles away. Is Steve? I got my clippers and my razor. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. Now, I should have said letter carrier, actually, to be more correct. <laughs> Off and uh, running yes, on, sh- still have do that. on show number 38. If you've got a question or a comment for the show, email us at thedaveandsteveshow at gmail.com. And if you want your robotic friend to play the show for you, you can actually say, Alexa, Play the Dave and Steve show, and she will do that for you. We've tried it out multiple times. Pretty damn cool every time we do it. Makes us feel like we're rock stars, even though nobody else is doing it but us. Still pretty hey, cool, Dave? though. Yeah. Did we get any emails? We did. We got, we got multiple. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to them a bit later. Just keep asking. Wow. Uh, so show number 38 of the Dave and Steve show, I, we talked about this actually before the show started. If you listen to last week's show, it was a weird show. Yeah, We recorded it the, on basically the day after New Year's. So we had stayed up late, or I guess on New... Did we record it on New Year's Day? We did, yeah, we, didn't we? New Year's we did. Day, We yes. recorded it on New Year's Day. So we were all tired from staying up late. We were all relatively subdued. It was kind of a low-energy show. Part of that was intentional. For example, Tracy picked, purposely picked headlines that were feel-good headlines, that, were, that weren't the typical poopy and pee-pee headlines that we normally do. <laughs> And so because of that, the entire show was sort of, uh, it was, it so just, you're, you're blaming it on my headlines. No, then. I'm blaming That's, it on all of us. It, it, no, bro, we, we all played a part, but I'm telling you, Dave made sure he's been on us all day to be ready. Like right. he's like, he's like, I, I'm, I'm not recording any lame old uh, podcast show tonight. He gave you're, us even like a, a like a list of pharmaceuticals we yeah. needed to take. Yeah. I was like, I never heard of some. I had to watch like the uh, Wolf of Wall Street to uh, <laughs> figure out like what it is I was supposed to be taking. A couple of Megadeth albums, and then uh, finally, I mean, I I feel I, the energy is very high. It's it it's synthesized. Well, for sure, I'll, but I'll, it's, I'll put it to high. you this this way, you guys. We've never done a show quality wise below an eight. Never. 
it's it's just not in us. It's not in our being. It, it's right. we're not capable of anything lower than an eight. But I'd yeah, say last I, last week was an eight. Okay, so so we've never done anything less than an eight, and I think that's that's admirable considering we do it on you know the day after the biggest party, um, you know New Year's, and then uh, the the day after the attempted fall of democracy. So you know, I mean. I'm, I'm totally, I'm taking it down right now. I'm just, let's, are, let's just yeah. let's dim the lights. Eight and and a half right now. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so uh, we, our, our average show score just for the listeners at home out of 10 is a 27. So we, an eight is actually substantially lower and we apologize to that. Yeah. I mean, rest, we, rest assured. We're going to change that. We're going to, we're going to remedy that this week with a show that's jam packed full of energy, excitement, and anything else we can bring to the table. I have to ask right out of the gate, Steve, let's let's just kick it off at the highest of high points. What'd you do last week? Oh, last week, um, I, I I put away all the Christmas stuff. Bam. It took it took so long to put all that stuff up. I tell you, I was up on that stupid ladder like four times putting it up like like 50 minutes. And, and we had everything down, put away, and I was so you're done. packing it off. We're, we're not it's even done. we're, we're not even close. I'd say of our stuff that we put up, we've got maybe 15% of it down. Well, I mean, you have five more Christmas trees than we, we do. Have. <laughs> so, we yeah. do, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a fair point. Um, so I, I, I wanted to ask about this, and Tracy's probably going to kill me for asking about this, but you had mentioned you had alluded to the fact that you had some kind of pet emergency this morning. What happened there? Oh my gosh. So you all know about my big lovable new dog that we have. Um, well, well Hobbs. I mean, we do, but nobody else does, but yeah, you got a new right. dog. Oh, and he, yeah. so he's new, his name's Hobbs and he was, uh, uh, named after the fella that, uh, invented the social contract, I believe. Is that something it? Like, yeah. Something okay. Like that. So Professor anyway, and he's a lovable dog, but he's great dog. Lovely. Is he still under warranty? He, um, he is not, not part of the bumper to bumper. Um, oh, okay. so, we did not get the undercoating for this <laughs> yeah, dog. Right. And so that that's going to avoid some of the stuff particular today. So today I come out, um, you know, everybody's getting their morning started. Zach's about to go log on for school and everybody's doing things. And I look where the dogs usually um, lay down in front of the fireplace. And I see something weird on the carpet that doesn't look like anything that is supposed to be there. And it's a, it's a like double a battery. Pillow. Yeah, well, yeah, like that. It's a yeah, double A right. battery. You stepped it's on a double it, Tracy. A battery. Okay. And I'm like, oh, well, I better pick that up or a dog's going to chew on that. And that's really dangerous. And um, I went and picked it up. There's a big hole in it because the dog did chew it, um, uh, punctured it. And I'm like, oh, my God. So now I'm like, where did this come from? And I look, there's a, there's a, there's an Xbox controller up on the mantle and it's missing two batteries not one, two batteries. And I, and I'm immediately, um, right. Concerned sure. because now it's beat the clock. If this dog has swallowed a battery, um, we're, we have, it has to have surgery. Like now, we I, get it, it, you had to have been equal parts concerned and excited by the fact that you had a dog that could get batteries out of an Xbox controller without it coming down off the mantle. Like the, the dog was able to remove them from the controller without removing the controller. So, um, I wasn't concerned about, um, whether or not the dog could do it without thumbs. Um, right. <laughs> I, I, I figured there were several scenarios yeah. that could get the dog, the battery. 
Um, so I had to, I was freaking out. I, I go, you know, get my kid, he's getting out of the shower and I'm like, I need to talk to you immediately. Come out of the um, shower. I need to know if you know where the other battery is because, and I'm like, he's, there's no way he knows where the other battery is. And, yeah. and so I show him, I said, they chewed this it's poison. We have to take care of it. Um, and he's like, I know where the other battery is. And he runs into his room and he comes back with it. He said, there were two there this morning and now there's only one. I said, okay, I'm, I, I am fine with that. That's great. So he still punctured it. We still have to figure it out. Called poison control and, and, and the, um, the vet and they're starting to calm me down. They're like, did he, did he swallow a couple of batteries? What size was the battery? Was it lithium ion? Sure. Cause that's really, that's a lot worse. So if a dog chews on a battery, it can get ulcers in its mouth from the acid. It can get, um, you know, ulcer esophagus and, and all the way through the, to the butthole tract, yeah. all R- that stuff, right, right to the butthole. Oh, all the right. way. Yeah. And, and that's the only way you'll know is you have to look up the tail and see, um, and check for ulcers around the look for a positive little, or a minus logo, little starfish. <laughs> starfish. Right. Um, so I, so I'm on with poison control. They're like, okay, I think it's going to be okay because it sounds like he didn't chew it and chew it. It was just, he poked through it and whatever. And so, you know, long story short, um, got it to the vet, our next door neighbor's a vet. I bounced it off of her before I took the dog to the vet. And literally I thought we were gonna have to leave the dog at the vet for a couple hours. They said, so the dog is in, he's a hit at the vet. Like he goes in there like, I've never seen a dog like this. This is amazing. And then they're, everybody's out petting him. I'm like, hey, you, just check him out. You should not take your, your dog to a vet who has never seen a dog. Well, um, a dog like that. Um, oh, with gotcha. all, with all yeah, that's four an right. interesting point because you think yeah. most vets would have seen a dog at least in <laughs> yeah. vet school yeah. most vets like, have, we don't most get a lot of dogs in here but tr- rest assured in school we right. totally dissected them they anyway go ahead to, uh, they had to identify parts of a dog um in a in a book um yeah, yeah. right the, <laughs> but so he goes back and while i'm get, while i'm checking out they bring him back out and said oh yeah the doctor checked out its mouth um, no problems there. Everything looks great. Take this home, give it to him. Um, it'll be okay. So we've been watching him. So now we have to have a discussion on why do we leave batteries out now? I mean, there's all these little, all the fallout from how did this happen? Why did my entire day get, you know, hijacked by this thing? We totally almost lost this dog. We all love, you know? So it was, uh, it was a bit of an excitement, but, um, who ultimately, who okay. ultimately shoulders the blame for this? Yeah, who is it? Me. This, we want names. Me, because I found the battery, and I alerted the family that it happened. Right. So, um, uh, yeah, it is killing the messenger. He who smelt it dealt it. I have, it. I, I was, so you, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. You, Tracy. No, I'm just saying that that's very big of you. Later, after the show, you can tell us who was really to blame. <laughs> yeah, off air. It, yeah. it was yeah, me. Just, we don't have that. Wink, wink. I saw, I saw the wink. I got you. I got you. One wink means Wendy. I'm with you. So, uh, the, the one thing I will say is because you were, you had me amazed for a minute because I thought you were going to say, they told us, you know what? It's okay. Just watch the dog. And if the dog doesn't show any signs, the the dog's probably fine. It's no big deal. But did somebody, did you just out of your own desire, take the dog in or did like the vet say, ah, bring him in and we'll just make sure. It, it was, um, so the poison control said, Hey, you know, it sounds like he's going to be fine. Right. But you know, we can't tell you to not take the dog in because then, you know, 
we're somehow liable. Sure. Uh, incidentally, if you call pet poison control before they talk to you, it's 59 bucks. Enjoy that. Um, just go ahead and just, just file that away um, under things I can't uh, deduct from my taxes. So I've never so. called pet poison control, but I have called several vets uh, for, uh, as an example, we had, <laughs> it was when my wife first started the dog sitting business and the very first two small dogs we had over at the house, cause it was all new to us. We did, we hadn't had other dogs over when you have your dogs, you know what your dogs do and don't do when you have other dogs, you have no clue. And we weren't accustomed to that yet, especially our kids. So we had the two little dogs over. And the first thing that my son did was what he always does. He gets a handful of chocolate chips, semi-sweet chocolate chips out of the bag he goes and he puts them on a coffee table and then he eats them while he's watching a TV show. Well, guess what? He needed a soda as well. So he got up to get a soda. He came back and I hear him from the other room say, where are all the chocolate chips at? And one of these oh. very small dogs had eaten all these semi-sweet chocolate chips. <clears throat> so we call the ladies like, well, how many did they eat? And I said, I, I don't know. I, you know, like a, <clears throat> a small handful because my son has smaller hands than I do, but a smallish, a child size handful. She's like, yeah, you should. And this was the vet. Yeah, you should bring him yeah. in. We had one dog that not this was one of our dogs ate uh, what we assumed was three quarters of a fabric softener, which those have chemicals and things in them. So we called different vet. Yeah, you should bring him in. Let's go ahead and take it. In other words, I think every time you call a vet, they're going to say, bring them in. We should have a look just so yeah. they can charge you to bring them yeah. in and have a look. Well, here's the good news on that. So when I took the dog in, I'm like, okay, this is going to be $300, you know, just like middle of the day kind of, um, uh, you know, no emergency seeing. Right. Nope. It was, it was 30 bucks. Basically they, they saw him for nothing and, um, said, yeah, okay. Um, here's some medication Buy this medication and, gotcha. and go on. They should, so, uh, should have installed lucky. like a USB port yeah. on him. So he yeah. didn't need oh, batteries. God, I should have had that now. Um, the you make an interesting point, Dave, because it, it, I have I have yet to make a call to a vet where they say, "Yeah, don't bother bringing them in." Yeah. Um, uh, the next door neighbor was like, "Yeah, you don't have to. You know, give them some my my or some Maalox. It'll be just fine." Um, but and you, you know, know why? Because she wasn't going to charge you for bringing the dog. She was next door and could just tell you what you really needed to do. I I am convinced, and I know, like anything else, there's good and there's bad vet veterinary clinics out there. This is the thing you always say before telling us that every vet is bad. So go ninety ninety percent of vets out there are are shysters. I'm convinced of that, and they're shysters, especially if you pull up in anything newer than a 1986 Toyota Corolla. If you drive any kind of decent car, they see you step out of the car. You've got a dog that you obviously love or a cat or whatever you're bringing in. It's such a scam. Of course they yeah, can charge why, you. That's why I don't wear a shirt when I go yes. into the vet. You feel like you have to. I know you're joking, yes. but you feel like you have to because you go in there and it's, oh, well, you know, you really should have them on the science diet dog food that we offer here. You know, it's a, that's what they really should be eating. And, you know, I, I've noticed that they, you know, they haven't had the shot. It really doesn't affect dogs. It's not anything that can make them sick or kill them, but we like to give it to them anyway, just to make sure it's all, you get this like list of things. I hate vets. Because, well, the stakes are so high. Because right, the, exactly. Right? Because if you, if you deny your pet anything, you, you're, you're bringing your kid part of your body that, that yeah. says you don't want to do it. It's, it's very difficult. You are bringing yeah, your child in. Jumped. 
we've dumped a ton of money into our pets. You know, at one time it was like, well, you know, he was going to die. So it was, it's a couple thousand dollars. So we put it in there and, and my, my mom said, how much are you going to pay um, for this, for this dog? And, you know, and, and that's a reasonable question, right? Yeah. And then immediately I'm, I'm like, well, that's a good, that's a good point, mom. How much should we pay when you need, um, when, <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. when you need an operation? And she's like, yeah, that's a good point. It's just that <laughs> it's that different era, right? Uh, my dad was always the, if the vet bill is more than what he could pay to just buy a new one of those animals, then he didn't care. He was just like, <sighs> nah, we're not doing that kind of thing. And so I, I know you're not this way, Steve. I'm not this way. I'm sure Tracy's not this way when it comes to his cats and things. They are they are like children. Tracy's got a shortbread cookie in his mouth now, so I'm gonna make him talk. What do you think, Tracy? <laughs> no, it's uh, no, I, I I love every living creature, uh, Dave. And I will do everything that I can. This is pretty good. It. And I considering... will spend, there's no limit to what I will spend. Right. To to relieve the comfort or really, not relieve no. comfort, but uh, to gr- grant comfort. <laughs> On the flip side. Whatever. I'm making vet. it up anyway. It's all lies. So it doesn't matter. Vets, I mean, it's not like a vet is like a brain surgeon, right? They're not making a ton of money. They have to keep that place open. They went through a ton of education to learn what they're doing. Oh, stop it. Stop sticking up for vets. Just stop I, it. It's, it's the case. But I will tell you, like, it, it's the same thing. I feel the same way about um, the orthodontist. If you go to the orthodontist, it turns out you need braces. Right. Every I have right. never met a person that has gone to the orthodontist yeah. where they say, you know what? It's all good. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like surprise. Hey, we're gonna go to the orthodontist and just get a check get it checked out. No, you're going to the orthodontist and you're gonna get braces yeah. because that is you're going to the braces store and you don't leave without getting braces. That's it's the true. Way it the last uh my last trip to the uh orthodontist, I needed a colonoscopy. <laughs> so it's uh <laughs> That they are the worst. Hey, you Tracy, have, you have false teeth in your rectum. <laughs> well, not anymore. That's gonna make the clip part next week. That'll be great. Hey, uh, hey, so Tracy, time. what's the timestamp on that? Tracy, what'd you do last week? Well, you know, for Christmas, uh, I got the kids electronic dirt bikes, and so in that we live in the age of you know electronic vehicles, and so my my, uh, my, I have a 10 year old and a four year old. I have another kid too, but he doesn't matter. But the, um, the 10 and the four year old, like I found bikes that would just kind of fit them and they just would just tear off on these right away. So I trail them because, uh, I still think I'm a teenager a little bit. So I'm on a mountain bike. And <laughs> you're, just, you're legally responsible for these. Guys. Well, I am right. I have some, so, so they, they'll they're they've been terrorizing like the side streets and whatever and sidewalks and whatever and so and they've gone off and so but my four-year-old he is he's fearless he's going to be the child i i was most afraid of when i was knowing that i was going to begin planning a family i was afraid i'd have a child like me and finally i do and it scares me to death And so he's the one, as you remember, that when I'm jogging behind him and he's on his bike, he's the one yelling back at me, you know, baby pants, you know. And so he's just, I'm trailing him on my mountain bike. And 
like I just stay in a heavy gear and I'm standing up and I'm just driving and my my legs are just burning and he's just cackling the whole way. <laughs> and so we'll do this at lunch because uh, daylight is in short supply and, you know, work days are, are busy. So if I have an hour where I can get out, this is what I'll do. And so, uh, you know, we will do anywhere between like four and seven miles and in, in under an hour, you know, and I'm just, I am just devastated and, uh, and he can't get enough of it. He doesn't want to go inside. So I don't even know what it's going to be like this spring when the days are longer and they're going to be just begging me to get outside yeah. and I'm in a wheelchair, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, it's one of those things we're, we're obviously home a lot. There's not a lot of other things we can do. So, um, electronic dirt bikes are great. I, I really wish they existed in uh, when I was younger, although I wouldn't be older to talk about it probably. But uh, the interesting, you can they can hear you when you're yelling to them because there's no like motor rumbling underneath them. And, uh, yeah, we had, I mean, <clears throat> growing up on a farm and growing up on a rural plot of land, we had many, many, many acres to drive around on. We had, um, growing up, we had... First, we had three-wheelers, and those were wildly unsafe, and then eventually we went to four-wheelers, but we even had like a little 50cc motorcycle that we would ride around everywhere, and in the winters then, we would actually be on snowmobiles, and the 50cc motorcycle, the thing I can remember about that is every third time I rode it, having it burn three-quarters of my calf off, because we always rode it in shorts, so it had the, it always had the exposed tailpipe, and it was, it was stupidly hot so i would have killed as well for an electric motorcycle when i was a kid well it's funny because you said you had the the three-wheelers and which have since been banned right yeah. in the That's, united states yeah. but i think my i have a neighbor up the street that has one in his garage and he he rides around with it just to prove he can yeah and and uh, there were reasons were death traps they were death traps they were is a reason they were banned because i rolled a three-wheeler no less than 30 times because you what would you do as a kid? You'd get on it, go as fast as you can, and then you would eventually have to turn. It's just the law of nature. And yeah. when you would turn, you yeah. would roll over. Like every time it was you would at least yeah, go up on two wheels. Really weird that the front brakes were weighted in such a way that you could still like do an over the front yeah. end. Yep. Considering that there were two wheels in the back. There wasn't any one part of it that wasn't Yep. safe uh, or it, was it was super unbalanced it was like it was like standing up in a canoe the entire time because um you'd get it going really fast and i i only rode yours dave sure. i don't think i rode anybody else's three-wheeler and um it had like big balloon tires so when you would jump something you'd yeah. land and it would you know flubber you yeah you jump four lane. more times <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. we had, I, and I remember your 50 CC mini bike. That was awesome. That we was, had I loved that thing. riding that three wheeler and, and any of the vehicles that we had, but my sister and I, I think I may have told this on the this, this show before, but I'll explain why I'm telling this in just a second. We had these bright blue helmets and they were the ones that didn't have any kind of face mask on them, anything like that. They were just, and they had sparkles. They were like my parents, I'm sure got them at like a secondhand store or something like that, found cheap helmets and brought them home to us. And so that's what we wore. And they were ridiculous looking, but there was one time where my sister and I, we had such a long driveway that led down to where we would wait for the bus every morning. So every morning we would get on the three-wheeler, we'd take it down to what was my grandma's house at the time, we'd park it in our carport, and then we'd walk to the bus from there because it was much shorter. Well, because we rode that thing every morning and my mom was a stickler for safety, she always had us put our helmets on. And one morning I 
didn't take my helmet off. I forgot I had it on. And my sister let me walk onto the school bus wearing this bright blue bulbous helmet as I got on the school bus in the morning. Everybody made fun of me. But the the story that I was getting to in regards to safety is my... So we we were... At the time, we had a four-wheeler and we had a three-wheeler. And I forget who was was riding with me. Somebody was riding with me. They came shooting out of a, a side patch of trees. And I didn't know that they were there. And I swerved to miss them. And we hit each other. Nobody got seriously hurt, but my helmet popped off and went rolling down the driveway. And my mom, to this day, tells that story. She was convinced that that was my head, that I had been beheaded, and that my head was rolling down the driveway towards her. And she still remembers that so vividly because it was such it's it's burned in her memory now. If she just watched her child get de- decapitated on an on an ATV, but so like that part in Empire Strikes Back where where yeah, he cuts the head yeah. off and it's, it's right, yeah, it's exactly like that. As far as I know, yeah. though, my head's my head's still here. All right. Yeah. I, it, it has been really for a very long time. I, I think so. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's what we're going to do. We're going to, in just a second here, we're going to take a break, but what I want to get to is something we haven't done in a few shows. Now, this is the hometown blotter. We've got a brand new blotter tonight. These are headlines ripped straight from the newspaper that, uh, Steve and I from our hometown, these are actual 911 calls that took place. And I have collected them together for Dave and Steve's hometown blotter. Crime doesn't take a break even on the streets of any town USA. It's time once again for another gripping edition of Dave and Steve's Hometown Blotter. The smell of marijuana was reported in a room in a building on East Dean Nicholson Boulevard. A Lions Road resident reportedly has been receiving calls every couple of hours for the past few days from Saudi Arabia. An unknown male subject reportedly came into a residence and urinated on the floor on North Pine Street. Loud jazz music reportedly was coming from a house on North Willow Street. A rooster reportedly was at large in a neighborhood on West 6th Street in Cleelum. A male customer reportedly was making female customers feel uncomfortable on North Ruby Street. A caller reportedly requested to know if there was an investigation going on against her in Ellensburg. An ex-husband reportedly had been posting things on Facebook. (laughs) Seven cows and one bull who had not been branded reportedly used to come home every night. A caller was reportedly dabbing at work and is now feeling scared. (laughs) The reporting party said she was receiving text messages from an unknown subject threatening to post information about her if she did not perform three dares on North Pine Street. Someone reportedly was playing clarinet on the west side of a building for a half an hour on South Pearl Street. And finally tonight, a customer was asked to leave a business on North Pearl Street He was eating napkins and making customers uncomfortable. (laughs) All right, that's the hometown blotter. 
Wow. Every single That's one of those fun. was a 911 call. Somebody picked up the phone to call about each of those <clears throat> things. You know, I there's there's a number of times and we haven't talked about them all on the show that I have been the subject of such calls uh, <laughs> that would be on someone else's podcast where it's just me. In a, in a clear misunderstanding that also involve a clarinet, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was playing that loud bebop jazz music on Willow. I need him to shut that down. It's 7.30. That's a, I, I won't go into the details, but it's getting more and more difficult to grab the, the blotter each week because uh, turns out uh, newspapers are struggling and they try to find every single way they can to get you to either pay for and or subscribe to their online services in order to keep that going. And I won't do that. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm yeah, so sorry. Well, I, mean, I draw the line at, yeah, at quality journalism. Local journalism. <laughs> exactly. That's right. All right. We're going to take a really quick break on the Dave and Steve show. We'll be back right after this. How many times have you been carrying too many sacks of groceries into the house just to have one of your pinky fingers snap off? breaking the pickle jar and raspberry jam all over the floor. Ah! Do your handshakes not deliver the goods on the bottom end? Nice to meet you. Man, your handshake is weak. Weak! Do your gloves not wear out evenly toward the smaller digit? These mittens show my shame. Buff up with the new Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Don't mess around with those finger steroids and digit yoga. If you want to build real lower-end pinky strength, you'll want our new state-of-the-art machine. Patent pending. Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the almost proven way to build pinky muscle mass in some time with minimal discomfort and the satisfying burn that lets you know you're building muscle. Some of the burn is from electricity. The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the only hand exercise machine that builds muscle mass using old-fashioned exercise with the speed and safety not safe of small electrical stimulation. Son of a... Just insert your hand and plug the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System into any 220 or dryer outlet that you choose and let the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System do the work for you. Should I try it? Only if you want hot, sexy man hands from your thumb to your pinky. The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Available now in these fine stores. Happy Hand Adult Emporium. Walmart. The mute button was invented in 1956 by Robert Adler, an Austrian-born engineer working for the Zenith Radio Corporation in Chicago, Illinois. Mute was one of the first four buttons on his Space Command 400, which was the first commercially viable TV remote control. In all the way to 2014, Twitter introduced the mute function and it proved to be one of the social media's most popular features, which acts as a way of plugging your ears and saying, la la la, I can't hear you, as an alternative to outright blocking someone you find objectionable. While muting is a popular tool in our modern world, for podcasters it presents a mixed curse and blessing. Even the most experienced podcaster can pull a complete boner and begin talking while mute is still enabled. The sad part is, is that we'll never hear the spontaneous reactions from some of the most talented improvisational figures in our time. 
because their wasted effort at comedy was reduced to the lazy observation that they can't seem to manage a rather simple feature. This has been Tracy's Steve, you're muted again. Minute. <laughs> you're muted right now, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Nobody goodness! You missed that gem. Oh my god, <laughs> that was lightning in a bottle. <gasps> yeah. Uh, any rebuttal for that, Steve? If you guys didn't listen last week, Steve had some issues with his mute button, mainly just forgetting that he had his mute button pressed. Which uh, is really the only issue you can have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like my my mute button is not talking to me. That's, do you guys? No. Do you guys have? So I have. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Skype for business, which used to be the like go to way right. to communicate when you were at work it, or it wasn't the go-to, but it was one of them. It had a feature where you could literally just right click on somebody's name in the call and h hang up on that one person. And you didn't have to be an admin. You didn't have to be anything else. And so I would get on calls with people that I worked with and then I would just hang up on somebody and they would phone <laughs> back in and they would say, you know, and there'd be multiple people on the call and they'd say like, yeah, I just got disconnected. I don't, and I'd hang up on them again before they could even get the explanation out. <laughs> and it was just one of those things, being a jackass in a small circle who I knew wouldn't mind. But with the with what we use now, which is Teams, the you can't do that anymore. But the one thing that you can do is you can mute other people. And again, you yes. don't have to be the admin on the call. You can just click the mute button. And so that's my new way of messing with people is I just click the mute button and then everybody else on the call doesn't realize you've done it. And they just say, oh, you're on mute for some reason. I can't hear you all of a sudden. And then the person unclicks and you let them get a few more words out and click the button again. So, Steve, if I had that power, you could blame it on me, but I don't have that power. Well, it, it, Go ahead. It, it, I, I was going to say. I, which there, one of you is racing to call me the dickhead first? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, it's, it's difficult for me. Um, so there's the, there's the mute button that's on the screen that you, that you can, um, you know, push electronically, or there's the physical inline mute. And I, I'm a big fan of that, especially on conference calls at work. And, and when I am on mute, it shows a red light. Well, there was one time when I was on mute, it showed the red light and I was speaking and they could hear me. Like I was talking to Wendy. I'm like, I don't know where he is, you know, to, to you know, Wendy's like, Hey, where's Zach? I don't know where he is. Right. You know? And I thought I had muted myself and it looked like I had. And, um, and my boss is like, you don't know where who is. And, uh, I said, I don't know where my mute button is. And, uh, <laughs> I'm pushing it and it had reversed somehow just for that one call. This and is, I mean, this is listen, since, especially since the pandemic kicked off, this is the, you hear one of these stories every week of somebody either saying something or showing something that they shouldn't have on a webcam during a, a, a business call or a work call or a school call yeah. or whatever call it might've been. So, um, it, no, in my big thing now is like, I, in a lot of meetings that I'm in, if it's particularly, if I'm the admin of the meeting and the, in the different ways that we can yeah. connect. I've just begun like going in and changing horribly spelling the people's names because yeah. you can go in and yeah. change this. So I just will add like several R's to their name or something. I don't know why it makes me laugh, but it always does. It's yeah. uh, 
Well, listen, uh, having had you as my manager in a previous life, Tracy, (laughs) I know that you take great joy in the little things at work and messing with people and having a good time doing that. We'll say that for you. You've even reminded me today how it is that you've uh, I've impacted your life (laughs) (laughs) in in ways I didn't even remember. I do get that from time to time. So, yes, Uh, I I was uh, I was on a call today and I had to use the inline mute. Um, I was I was, you know, on on a call, I was on my bed in my room and Wendy was just checking to see if I was still, if I was still in my meeting and the dogs barged through, um, between the door and her and they all three bounded up onto the bed where I was. Now I'm mid sentence with this. It's a customer that I'm talking to and I have to, I have to mute myself mid sentence which he doesn't know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting mauled by three dogs. And so if, if he has no idea, he can't see me. So if, if he only knew the reason I muted, he's like, Oh, he must've pulled his cord out or something like yeah. that. No, three dogs on top of my head, one biting at my hat, one, you know, one on my ankles. It was, it was terrible, but, um, I got back on, I said, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I, uh, I bumped the button. That's (laughs) that's, that's one thing I'm very fortunate about and thankful for is I don't ever have to deal. I don't deal with any customers. I don't deal. That's not what my job is. I don't do that. And so for me, I mostly speak to my team of people that we're all very close. We know each other. We like each other. So we crack wise and do all that kind of stuff on those calls and we don't mind or occasionally I will have to, like at the end of this month, I've got a big, it's called a gate meeting. It's a big, heavy meeting for three managers above me effectively. And so it is literally for now I'm talking to a VP and it's going to be a big deal. That one I'll have to make sure I'm on, I mind my P's and Q's and I, I, I am hot on the mute button and handle it the right way. But for, we've gotten comfortable enough now, especially even in the early days, like the dogs would start barking and we'd be, you know, you'd mute immediately, like, oh my gosh, my dogs are barking, I'm so sorry, and all that kind of stuff. Now you just hear dogs barking, and every once in a while somebody goes, hey, knock it off! And that's about it. Like, we're, yeah. we're all so used to it now, so it's, it's gotten better. Yeah, it's a very, very different atmosphere than it was a year ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I still, I mean, I'm, and I, I still think every once in a blue moon, you will see one of my team members, maybe even me, maybe I've done it and I don't realize it. And it's not the worst thing in the world, but you'll see them get up to go do something and they've still got pajama pants on. So they're wearing just a normal shirt, but they have their pajama pants on. And I've done the same thing. There are, there are many, especially early morning meetings. I'm almost always in my either a pair of shorts or I'm in my pajama pants. Yeah. I'm always wearing pants and I put on my best (laughs) t-shirt every day. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sucking on a bong over there? Yeah, I, I okay. saw a guy do that. Um, and luckily, it was just me and one other person from <laughs> work. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, well, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, let's uh, keep things rolling. Let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, it's not just yellow snow you have to watch out for, warns one meteorologist when it comes to the temptation to chomp on or lick an icicle. 
turns out that icicles can be extremely gross. I, I did icicles as a kid. Well, that sounded weird. I, I, I licked icicles. That's not even better. I, I enjoyed icicles as a kid. Um, as an adult, I would never, ever, ever think of licking one, let alone sucking on one. I, I did them, I did them as a kid and, and, um, my, uh, (laughs) I, I, I was getting such joy out of it. And my mom looked at me and then looked over at the cat and she says, you know, the cat shits on the roof, right? (laughs) (laughs) So Katie Nicolau, a meteorologist with KMEG, the CBS affiliate in Sioux city, Iowa says, please don't do that, Steve. Yeah. I, okay. Thanks. Pleasantly to you. When icicles form in the, it's in a, a form of water that melts off your roof and runs down the side of the building. Now yeah. here's the thing, you know, what else is on your roof in your case, uh, there's a cat poop, yeah. but, uh, birds also poop there and they, there's generally a lot of it. And that water, uh, picks up and freezes in the ice, uh, tests shown when they're, uh, look at testing of the water in, uh, icicles, uh, they show that, uh, probably you're eating a lot of poop i feel like yeah shit sickle i feel like this is one of those things though where this is what our parents would have said ah it'll only make you stronger go ahead like a little bird shit isn't gonna kill you just lick the icicle it's fun like whereas i would probably say like don't how about you pass on that like we'll go get you a snow cone or something yeah yeah my pediatrician definitely would have been like "Mm." (laughs) yeah you know but that pediatrician would be like oh my god i'm calling cps yeah there, there is no way in my, yeah, my parents would have been exactly the same. Well, it's fine. Uh, but uh, I won't even go anywhere near the Snoopy snow cone machine, frankly. <laughs> yeah. um, so like you, you can get shaved ice uh, out of a device that from a dog whose best friend's a bird doesn't, has never appetized. <laughs> that's just screaming salmonella. Yeah. yeah um, I just, so anyway, I just, I, I've, that's, I that's, have that's, one of those. If we want to. I've always been. I'll I'll bring it to the next uh, the next round table. Oh, perfect! We'll do yeah. snow cones. And, and Dave and I can have one, and Tracy can cannot. Yeah. yeah. Our story number two: U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents in Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey seized nearly nine pounds of bush meat. Yeah. The agency announced oh. Tuesday. Now, bush meat is the raw or minimally processed meat from parts of animals, including bats, monkeys, cane rats, and antelope. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, it is usually either smoked, dried, or salted. The meat, which comes from parts of Africa, is illegal to bring into the United States because it can spread diseases, according to the CDC. Do you guys, have you ever done one of the more exotic tacos? Like with, I'm talking with like the brains on it or anything like that. Have you guys ever from like one of the taco trucks? Do you ever go that far? Do you go to a taco truck at all? Do you like? Oh, I I am, I am taco truck-alicious. Okay. I'm all about it. But do you I, ever jump I, on the I liver heart? I want to go to a taco truck. I have never been. I, uh, I find one. I mean, yes, they're really well, I, mean, I know where their one is. I can walk to one from my house. You know where their one is? What, is yeah. that what I said? Anyway, <laughs> I can trail my, uh, uh, I can uh, trail my kid on his dirt bike uh, to one and I would be there in, uh, in no time, very tired, but, uh, I've never, I've never branched out and done like the brain or anything like that. 
but my wife was at a taco truck once with a friend of hers and ordered just a very standard run-of-the-mill taco took it back it was like a soft taco they're sitting at one of the picnic tables next to the taco truck eating away and my wife even made the comment to her that the the taco was good but it tasted different there was there was something she said i didn't know if it was something a little off i couldn't quite tell she said but it was good and so she kept eating it and a guy came over and said i believe you have my taco i'm sorry it does have brain on it and so she had tasted it and she was like it it wasn't that bad i mean i i went ahead and ate the taco that was meant for me instead but at the same time it wasn't the worst thing i've ever had yeah i tend to stay away from not in every case but uh tend to stay away from organ meat yeah yeah um i mean but uh i've had like you know venison tartare and things like that before um but uh no well you can come over to my house uh in the summer and we'll have a bush meat party we'll have a bush meat barbecue you don't eat eat actual bush meat but like lengua um the 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 do you put that on pemmican it's no no it's beef tongue it's just it's a it's the cow tongue um when that's done right it's oh yeah i had a lot of that when i was younger and i would say and and people are disgusted by this but generally when it's done right it might be the best part um, of the cow for sure so a u.s citizen or u.s citizen brought the bush meat on a flight from Ghana, custom officials said the passenger declared the meat to custom agents who determined it was illegal. Um, <laughs> so an official from U.S. You no, you're not. And, yeah. uh, Border Protection said uh, they reported that he had not seen this much bush meat since the early 90s. <laughs> did, did you guys uh, did you guys eat Rocky Mountain oysters growing up at all? Was that ever a thing for you? I think i i think i may have tried one for, and like i would i would totally eat them because they look delicious for those no, of you I, who who don't know who maybe don't know the term because i don't know i don't know if it's regional or not but rocky mountain oysters are basically cooked up bull testicles uh when you would you know especially on larger steer ranches and things when they castrate the bulls they take the testicles and they cook them up and they literally roll them in like flour like you would like fried chicken or something they cook it up and then you have this big they would call them rocky mountain oyster feeds and you would go, there would be multiple families that would go and you would all sit around eating these things and they had potato salad and chips and all that kind of stuff with it. I remember them, I remember trying one a couple of times, them being very chewy and me not really enjoying it at all. And so after that, my parents were like, just go get a hot dog if we would go to one of those things. But my parents loved them. They would go, the farmers would invite you know families and we would always go, we would make sure we go and they, they ate them like they were going out of style. But it just, yeah. and as an adult, I've never tried them. Yeah, so the ironically, movie, the uh, the hot dog was probably the chancier of the two meats. <laughs> exactly, probably, but it still tastes better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, I. You know, um, who knows what the hell you're getting in a hot dog? But you know, you you know where that Rocky Mountain oyster correct came from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Story number three: video of a Kentucky man is going viral. For his unconventional idea of clearing the snow in his driveway with a flamethrower, Timothy this. Browning stunned fans after a relative filmed him standing in his driveway wearing nothing but a white bathrobe, socks, slippers, and a hat, recreating Cousin Eddie from the iconic holiday movie National Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas Vacation. And uh, so while his attire alone would turn heads, it was Browning's unique method of removing snow from his driveway with a flamethrower that won the internet. 
My my so when my sister and brother-in-law re, or excuse me when my sorry let me go back when my stepsister and brother-in-law wait step no that's wrong too mm. when my sister-in-law and her husband will go there when my sister-in-law and her husband retired uh, and decided to sell their home and they just basically bought an an, uh, an airstream trailer and just went out they're just traveling around the country they had a bunch of stuff to get rid of and one of the things that he gave me was a full on a full fledged flamethrower that hooks up to a propane tank. And so I have the flamethrower itself, but I don't have the propane tank. I, I haven't gone out and got, you know, you just need one of the little green propane tanks that screws onto it. I have yet to go out and get that, but I have a flamethrower sitting under my house right now that I have yet to use. David? He used it for How burning off. Learning about this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. want to learn about it this way. He used yeah, it by burning. I wanted to learn about it while I was at your house. <laughs> burning things, yeah. He used it to burn off brush around the edges of his property. And so, yeah, I've got this. I have a flamethrower under my house, but I haven't used it yet. And I'm, I'm frankly terrified to use it. I don't know that I ever would. Well, I think, you know, when we're talking about home defense, yeah. um, it's, a, it's a terrible option, but it's one that definitely gets the desired effect. Well, like, especially because I always keep the propane tank in a separate safe so that my kids yeah. can't get to it. And then you got to open the safe in order to get right, the tank out. And then you got to right. screw it, it on in first. time and. Yeah, by yeah. that time you're dead. Flamethrower locks are important. Oh, hey, oh, that reminded me. So uh, home invasion and all that kind of stuff. So we had this crazy thing that we could not figure out for the longest time. Our back ring camera would trip. And it, it always tripped sometime in the night, usually around 3 o'clock in the morning, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And what we would see on it was it, it freaked my kids out, and I can understand why. It was this weird rolling cloud of steam that would roll through our back porch past the camera and trip the camera and then it would roll away and then it would be gone and it would be perfectly clear. And mm -hmm. this was happening very consistently every night. And what we finally figured out, and the other reason we figured out what it was is because we heard it on the camera one night when we watched the recording. It's our, we have an air pump or an air pump. What am I thinking of? A uh, heat pump. We have a heat pump. heat pump. Yes. We have a heat okay. pump. And when the heat pump kicks on to heat the house, all the condensation that's built up on it gets shot out in this little burst of mist. And that rolls because of the wind current across our porch. And that's what turns. But we could not figure out what the hell this weird smoke monster was until just last week. We finally figured out that it was from the heat pump kicking on and, and rolling this thing through. But for a while, we were convinced it was a ghost. Yeah. yeah, I mean, or a witch or something yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not sure it still isn't. It could but. be. So you have a flamethrower and a mist thrower? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say we should fight off the mist monster with the flamethrower. Well, you could. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I, I can't think of a better weapon to fight off. <laughs> do you feel like, Steve, do you feel like he's like denying, he's denied us a lot of like, yeah, I've never seen you guys so hurt by something that I said as to the fact that I have a flamethrower we haven't tried out together. Yeah, I got a flamethrower. Yeah. You, like, you just throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah, you I've, just said it I've like... known you 43 years, yeah. and, and I'm just hearing about this flamethrower now. used to be your manager. I taught you, I taught you <laughs> terms. Yeah. I, taught, I taught you words you throw around now and yep. take for granted. Yeah, yeah Tracy, how did this not come up in the interview? I'm like, do you have a flamethrower? Yeah cool bring it well, in well I, I in fairness to dave i, I showed up late to his interview mm -hmm. uh, so it's true <laughs> uh, story yeah so anyway i did explain that a little bit on, on the, our wonderful clip show i think it was uh show number 30 something 
And um, it was just me. It was a great show. Yep. I've been giving everybody feedback and listen to it. So. Remember that. Story number four is 2020, a year that has left many people feeling like things are going down the toilet. Finally, nears its end as Indiana Sanitation Company is flush with praise as it looks to celebrate the holiday and New Year. Service Sanitation of Gary, Indiana uses its portable toilets for an annual light show set to music with animated faces of on the porta potties that lip sync to songs and they call it the jingle johns oh i'm a sucker for any <clears throat> i mean porta potties aside even i'm a sucker for any time like especially a good like wholesome salt of the earth blue collar company does something with the there's a for example there's a a company uh, as you're headed north from my house towards bellingham on i5 there's this giant crane company, and I forget which town it's in, but they have two giant yellow cranes that literally stick out from their building, like from the roof. And it's just, you know, they bolted them on to show that they're the crane store. And they usually have an American flag hanging between the two of them. And it's right. gigantic. It's huge. But at Christmas time, they instead hang up this giant LED thing that shows like you can see snowflakes as you drive by falling on it. You can see Santa all the uh, anytime people come up with shit like that I'm, I'm a sucker for it i'm always like yeah, blown I, away by i it. especially love what they've done along the fence rows on i-90 as you're going to eastern washington like to between i don't know like maybe moses lake and spokane they have all these sort of animated light shows in the fence line oh really put up yeah and it's fantastic and you, you drive along that stretch of highway which frankly, during the day, doesn't offer yeah. you a lot. Yeah. But at night, during the holidays, it's really wonderful. And there's a kind of a formed a, uh, a nonprofit corporation that kind of maintains and keeps this and, and sort I had of no idea. volunteers That's cool. to do this. And it's absolutely fantastic. Hmm. All right, back to the poopers. It, it's, I mean, it's no toilets, yeah. though. But uh, yeah. the company said of its latest performance uh, went number one this week. Claiming it set a record for the most animated faces on a single holiday light display with 32 toilet rendition of the Baroque stylings of George Handel's Hallelujah. So <laughs> many weird fringe, especially, and I don't know if this is what you said or not. I don't know if that's what this is or not, but Guinness Book of World's Records. There are so many fringe Guinness Book of World Record things now that they have to send one of their officials out for to certify and actually make you make the list of the Guinness book of war. And I always just think like you got as, as one of those judges, you have to see some really cool stuff and you have to see some stuff that makes you really just not want to live anymore. Like just yeah, stuff you're, that you're like, yeah, this, this would be like, okay, all right, here you go. You won. Yeah. Well, I'm going to spend the next 72 hours consecutively cutting pieces of ribbon to break the Guinness book. And you're like, Oh my God, I got to be here for this entire thing. Like, how about I just say you did it and I'll write it down and I can yeah. go home. Like, every, yeah. You send the four and six inches and there's, there's standards yeah. that have to be held. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the, uh, the owner of the uh, company says it's all about the continuous innovation and achieving a new wow factor each year. Yeah. That's what I think, too, when I put lights on a pooper. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the news, fellas. <laughs> All right. One more quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Are you tired of the same old funeral service every time? 
is the same old pastor just going on and on, blah, 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 blah. Are you dying now and want to go out with a bang? Want to make your friends and family laugh one more time? Will these questions ever stop? We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, Leonard's apply. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonator show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ Tombstone. Nothing, and we mean nothing, will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Laughing it up at Crazy Mike's. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't use this service at all. Back on the Dave and Steve show, uh, I, I did want to... I found this article that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, this is from a, a website called Thought Catalog. Uh, and the title of the article is 21 People Reveal Their Weirdest Family Traditions. And I know we've given Tracy some grief in the past for what we deem as weird family traditions or weird things that he eats or anything like that. It's, it's kind of the joke that we make. These are actual things that <clears throat> people have written in to say they did as kids growing up. And it's basically one of those things. We've all had these things where... As a kid, when you're sort of indoctrinated into this thing, you're like, it, it's normal. It's just life. This is something that we do. And then later in life, you look back at it and you're like, what the hell was that? Why did we do that? And so the, I'll give you an example. The first one on the list is my brother and I used to bury our teeth for the tooth fairy. We would go out in the backyard, dig a small hole and put the teeth in a bag and put them down in the hole and cover them up. When we'd wake up in the morning, we'd go out to the hole and there would be money waiting for us in it. So they had to dig the money back up, I assume. Uh, so, so they had a tooth mole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that kind of also sounds like a druid ceremony. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, very Celtic. And so, listen. Some of these are there, so. There's 21 of these. Some of them are. Some of them are okay. Some of them are. <laughs> but uh, this one, uh, when we travel outside of the states, all of our names change. My dad, Louis, goes by Luciano. I'm Goldfarb. My mom is Laszlo, and our older brother's name is O. Long Johnson. So I don't, I don't know why. I, w- I would like to know where that started, but yeah. Out, out of state. Yeah. Uh, when we go, yeah, when we travel outside of the states. So when they go to uh, another country. Out of, out of, so out of country. So, um, so what's on their passport? Because I want to know if it's if it's correct when they leave, yeah. or if it's correct when they come. Back. Yeah, when I was in uh, when I was in France, and my my French is not very good, uh, which is to say that it's probably barely recognizable as French. Um, I would just say I was Canadian. Oh, oh, and there, I mean, which is you know, just basically means I'm like highly functioning. Yeah, up what I'm laying down. Uh, so this person said. Uh, we used to salute each other when we sat down for every meal. No idea who started that. None of us were in the military. 
so <laughs> uh, this one is, uh, <laughs> and I think I think this one's sarcastic. Uh, it says we used to pretend to enjoy overcooked turkey every year on Thanksgiving. And I think they were. I think they're throwing a bit of shade at mom on that one. But uh, yeah. when we were little. The last kid to finish their veggies had to write a haiku dedicated to the poor veggies they neglected. My parents figured if we weren't healthy, at least we'd be literary. Oh, oh, I, I like that. I may borrow that one. Tracy's a sucker for haikus, and I thought you yeah, might like that Yeah, and I have one. been for a very long time. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I love haikus. Uh, here, this one says, uh, we host an extremely competitive paddleball tournament every Thanksgiving for our extended family. And someone always cries. And that's uh, from Felix, who's 18. So it's, I wonder if Felix has ever cried. But did you guys, did you ever, Steve, I remember like, you know, we would, we would have some pretty heated ping pong matches and things like that when we would go to like, when we would go with your parents on a trip or anything like that. And we'd stay at a, a house, rent a house that had a ping pong table in it. But I don't, I don't remember anything like that with my actual family. My dad wasn't really a sports guy. Neither was my mom. And I could, I could kind of run the tables on my sister just about anything we played. So she didn't like playing with me. So I never, I never did that. Did you guys do that with family? Uh, not, not a lot. Um, I like, but paddle ball's different. Like paddle ball is like the rubber ball on the end of a paddle and you, you bat it yourself. As is that what that to, is? It, yeah. It's not ping pong. It's the, it's that box of uh, toys that Mel Brooks uh, brings out in Blades. Yeah, I, I'm more surprised that that is even competitive. Well, I was just going to say, how do you have a tournament? I mean, is it just who can keep it's it going? How many the times you can hit the ball? That's, I mean, it's it's not easy to do. I still don't believe I've ever been able to make it work. Doesn't that thing go tick 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 tick? Like, would it be time? Oh, I mean, on TV it does. When I do it, it just hits me <laughs> yeah. in the face. Yeah, I'm exactly. no good at it. Never have been yeah. good at it into it <laughs> okay this one just says eating dinner at 11 effing p.m every christmas eve because no one in my family has their shit together so that's oh. not <laughs> really enough that's a, yeah, weird that's a tradition. good good tradition uh we used to do coordinated family halloween costumes steve you'll like this one uh yeah. one year we dressed up as different parts of the eye i was a pupil my mom was an iris little sister was eyelashes and my dad was the cornea it was hella weird hmm it's, <laughs> that's, I don't did, and I assume like when you go up to a door to ring the doorbell and trick or treat, everybody has to stand in the right spot. Otherwise, it doesn't look like an eye. It just like it looks like you're like like a really weird anatomical <laughs> vulture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh... uh. Everyone in our family has their own jingle, a theme song, if you will. Especially our dogs. I like that one. I would love to come yeah, up with this jingles. is almost like the uh, the song that they play when you're up to bat in like the uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah. When you're coming up to bat, they, they play your song. I, that's a good one. I like that the, one. The one thing I will do for my kids is if one of my kids comes into the room, and it's not every time, but occasionally I will, and they have no frame of reference as to what it is, but I will go, like if my son comes into the room, hey, everybody, it's Sebastian. And they, yeah. they they completely ignore it and just walk by. They have no idea it's Johnny Carson or what that means or anything like that. But I will do the Johnny Carson theme every once in a while. Yeah. All my dogs have, have little jingles, little theme songs. And I sing them all uh, for each one of the dogs all the time. I They're they're fantastic. Couldn't be bothered really, to come up with one for your son, though, huh? Yeah, I'm strong. Uh, no, he's got a couple as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this one yeah. is we enforce a strict... 
no cold drinks after 6 p.m. rule. Bad for digestion. That's grandma science. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're saying that if you have anything to drink that's cold after you eat your dinner. No, I understand that, that that's a thing, right? You're not, it's not grinding up food as well because your stomach's contracted. I've heard that, but I've heard that from not doctors. Right. That's what <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, I have no frame of reference for that at all. Uh, my family, this is a short one. My family rescues black cats and kittens in October. They get dumped a lot around Halloween. So our house is completely full of black cats. I didn't know that was a thing. I How didn't either. Get, I've heard of people dumping probably, bunnies. That's probably a Midwest thing, like in uh, Lawrence, Kansas yeah, or something. Yeah, that shithole. I, I've yeah. heard of people dumping bunnies post-Easter, but I've never heard of them getting and dumping black cats. Uh, mm. We always left celery and ginger ale out for Santa's reindeer. Okay, so I got to ask you this, because obviously we just went through Christmas. Mm-hmm. Kids, uh, and Steve, I know Zach's a little older and you guys probably don't do the Santa cookies thing anymore, but when he was young, did did you guys leave treats for Santa as well as treats for the reindeer? Uh, we Yeah, we did both, um, and I ate them. Right, exactly. You, uh, I would do the same thing. I would take a bite out of each cookie so that they looked like they had been bit. I would take a couple of pieces of a cookie off and I would crumble it up and sprinkle it all over the place so there were crumbs everywhere. And the, what the, the shitty thing was, my daughter wants to leave a carrot for every single one of the reindeers. And you can't just take one bite out of the carrot because then every carrot is exactly the same size. So some I got to take like two bites out of, some I got to take. So by the end, just of eating the Santa trees, I'm so full and it's always late at night and I it's hate so it. So much fiber. By <clears throat> yeah. Christmas morning, you're just on the toilet. I, I got a mouthful <laughs> of carrots and cookies. Uh, but was, yeah, we always uh, left beer for Santa, and uh, and really, really good beer. Is this for real? Oh yeah, absolutely, and still do. Oh, you know what oh. Santa would like? Santa would like a single malt scotch. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> Santa wants a growler this year. So and, uh, my daughter this year said, "We always give something to Santa and the reindeer." But what about Mrs. Claus? She never gets anything. And so this year she asked my wife to, my wife makes jewelry. She asked her to make a necklace for Mrs. Claus. And so my wife was like, I have this necklace that I got to like, basically I make, and then we're going to put it with the stuff. And then I'm going to have to just dismantle it the same night because, you know, it went off to Mrs. Claus. And so we, that's exactly what she did. And we're very fortunate that my daughter's 10. We're thinking this is probably the last year or getting very close to the last year of the whole Santa thing. So we don't have to do this every year because it's starting to get worse and worse each year as far as what we have to do to keep the charade up. Okay, so the next one says, to get hyped up for pony camp, my sisters and I coordinated a dope stairwell dance routine to When I Grow Up by the Pussycat Dolls. Did it every morning for a few summers. Well, that's a stupid one. Taluna don't write in anymore. Uh, This one says, we used to yell score whenever we see a yellow car on the highway and raccoon score when we see a dead raccoon on the highway. Yeah. I have, I work with a guy that his family, I rode with him like to someplace work related. And he was telling me about a game his family plays in the car called yellow car. I mean, and so then he had explained to me, I don't know, for 40 minutes of this very, very complicated scoring system related to like, what what constituted a car and yellow and all these things and i 
it was like, yeah and i never really hated someone in my life that deeply so we had uh, we had the standard slug bug which is if you see a volkswagen beetle you yell slug bug and if you yell at first you punch the person next to you uh we had perdiddle which is if you see a car with only one headlight you yell perdiddle but you don't get to punch anybody you just yell perdiddle and and you're the king of the world. Yeah, my my wife had that. They she, they called it Popeye. Right, right. And yeah. then the one that we've morphed that into with my kids is if we pull up behind somebody who has a a tail light out, because the front headlight is perdiddle, the tail light is derpiddle. And if they say derpiddle, they win the the tail light. But we we never. I hadn't heard of this yellow car thing before either. Uh, okay, this one says, telling ghost stories on Christmas before we open our presents. Whoever tells the scariest story gets to open their present first. That's that, that's kind of a Dickens Christmas, I think. <laughs> kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that's, like, like, like all these are like yeah. great use of time. Uh, my, my parents are English professors and naturally used to be obsessed with our family-like jar, meaning... And so, like, I was, like, walking down the street, like, and this person, right. like, came that. Uh, whenever we got $10 in the jar, the last liker had to match it with another 10 Kind of effed <laughs> up, right? Yeah. I, yeah, that sounds like an arbitrary tacked-on rule that happened because you were really pissed. Or because even that wasn't breaking them of habit. <laughs> like, I, this one, this one, especially with my daughter, this would be one I would think I would consider implementing. Uh, okay, this one says, our dentist parents stuff our Christmas stockings with quote-unquote fun dental hygiene products. That's that's sad. Yeah. Uh, our parents used to give us sister presents on each other's birthday so we wouldn't get jealous. We blame our adult brathood on them. Now, I did, my parents didn't do this, but I had a set of grandparents that did this. Anytime it was my birthday, my sister got something as well from them and any and vice versa. Did you guys ever, did, was that ever a thing? Okay. Not, yeah. not, no. Uh, oh, no. In <laughs> fact, uh, yeah, we didn't really celebrate birthdays or anything in my house. So this one, there was, there was simply no competition there. This one says, whereas most people watch It's a Wonderful Life or Christmas Vacation, my siblings and I watched Silence of the Lambs way too young because my mom was a film major in college and thought it was, quote, good for us. It became an annual, extremely traumatizing Christmas tradition. <laughs> Every year to watch Silence of the Lambs. Okay, so that's it. That's 21 people reveal their weirdest. Steve, before we went on the air, you had said something about you had a couple of traditions that you thought might slot into this. Oh yeah, I got, I got, I got a few actually. So when you talked about the Santa thing, um, we did a thing with Zach around a leprechaun. So on St. Patrick's day, the leprechaun would come and, and leave interesting gifts like little, you know, chocolate gold coins or whatever, something green, whatever. And it, it, it he would turn the milk green. So you'd put green food coloring yep. into the milk and you'd pour it out and you'd be like, Oh my gosh, you know, the, the leprechaun used his leprechaun magic and did all this stuff. And he was getting, he was getting kind of old for it. Like, you know, he's kind of past the Santa thing and, but still not letting go of the, um, of the leprechaun. So one year I'm like, okay, this is, this is the last year of the leprechaun. 
We're going to do something really awesome with it. And then I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave him a typed up in this fancy script thing from the leprechaun explaining that, you know, I've been the one that's been hiding all your stuff and you did all this, and, and you never cut me, you know, and, <laughs> right. and all, that, all yeah. that stuff. And then at the end, but, but you know, you've, you've reached that age where, where I have to say goodbye and I'm going to go and, and be somebody else's leprechaun for a little while. So I'll always cherish the memories that I had with you, you know, all this stuff like that. So I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's really nice. Goodbye. Right. right. It's really nice. Yeah. So we, we have it. It's, uh, it's the last, um, uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to have to deal with this shit. So you're, you're getting, so you're going to the mall and you're going to sit on the, uh, the leprechaun's yeah. lap. So, so he, we find he turns the milk green somehow, the eggs are green, you know, everything's, you know, crazy, whatever. And he finds this thing, like, you know, little footprints uh, that he left to a, um, to a little fancy letter. And he, he picks it up and he reads it. And he gets to the end and I realize I've written a letter that is so sad for him. <laughs> he turns around and he, his eyes are streaming. He's crying. And my wife looks at me like, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> did you do? You know, I just broke. It's like a suicide <laughs> note. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was just like, now it's time to think about Nobody <laughs> loved me like you do. Yeah. The world is so lonely and cold. Now, if you had been thinking, you would have gone into his room just before he woke up that morning, and you would have squirted green food coloring into his eyes so that when he cried, they cried green tears, and then oh, you could have right. showed him in the mirror. That would have been fantastic. Oh, my God. Go to the mirror. Look at that. Um, <laughs> you. You are the leprechaun. Yeah, you you're carry now on. The leprechaun. So I felt so bad about it. The next year, um, when... It, when it started to roll around, he's like, do you think the leprechaun's really gone? I'm like, the I'm, I'm looking at him like, really? We're, we're, we're this weird. You, you can't beyond. trust those bastards. <laughs> they don't tell you anything. Uh, hey, so, dad, do you think the leprechaun's really gone? Or uh, do you think it might be coming back this year? So I did, um, I did write a new one where he was convinced the leprechaun wasn't going to come back. So I wrote one that, totally got him but this time i'm really leaving and then it's gone so it didn't make him didn't make him cry that time but that first letter absolutely terrible that's uh that's awful i i have um, to ask and i i truly don't know the answer to this are either you or wendy part irish uh somewhere in there i'm part irish like um like my dog is part terrier sure um sure. oh okay. yes yes okay somewhere somewhere yeah, i knew there. i knew you were part terrier yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that one for a while we played this game during Christmas when we get together for Christmas or for Thanksgiving called butt darts and <laughs> what it is Dave Dave's eyes just lit up he cannot wait to hear I, I, this this sounds like something we got to play on the show I we'll see okay so what it is is you put a you put like a shot glass down in between your legs um on the floor and you stand over the top of it and you clench a, um, a you clench a, a golf ball um, in your butt cheeks, in your pants. Yes. You're not naked. Right. Okay. Everybody's, everybody's close. Well, yeah, you don't have to be. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
don't do it that way because that's not sanitary. But it's probably not sanitary this way either, honestly. But um, you you put the golf ball in between your legs. You have to walk up to it, and then bombs away. You have to drop it, and whoever gets closest or in the shot glass wins that round. Right. It, yeah. It's um, it's a great way to spend an evening. <laughs> Well, see, that now that reminded me, and this isn't a family tradition. It just made me think, though, up camping, uh, not with my family, with my with my Kager buddies, where we used to go up in the mountains and party. One of the things that we would play is a game. We never named it or anything, but we would play a game where we had an airsoft pump action BB gun. And you had to there would be a person who would come up with a famous person. And then it was like 20 questions. You could ask a question. And if you thought you knew the answer, you'd write it down on a paper and you'd show it to them. And if they shook their head, no, then you had to keep guessing. And whoever the last person was to not guess the right answer had to roll a dice. And that dice was how many times the person got to pump the shotgun who had come up with the famous person. And then you had to turn around and bend over and they got to shoot you in the ass with the, the pump shot or with a pump BB gun. Now at a one or two pump, it, I mean, you can feel it. You'd haha at a four, it, it, it'll sting and at a six that thing will penetrate the right kind of clothing and go into your ass like it will it will draw blood the whole thing and so that was our that was our game that we used to play is roll the dice and pump the the bb gun i think i saw that on the running man <laughs> right? yeah yeah that's uh that kind of harkens back to that yeah. time for sure yeah i didn't i mean growing up i can't think listen i got terrible memory but i can't think of any like any family traditions that I had growing up there was nothing and I think that's just because my parents weren't they weren't that type of parenting set they didn't we didn't do those whether they were fun or whether they were handed down traditions or anything like that we didn't have that other than the typical like on Thanksgiving you cook a turkey like that's a tradition but it's not you didn't have anything that was kind of like deeply um part of your like sort of family heritage or psyche or anything no i mean we had like we would have weird rules like my mom had this rule of like the giant gobstoppers we were those were if you even licked one of those that was instant death like that's how serious it was that we could not have those multicolored gobstoppers <clears throat> outside of that like rules like that where you look back on it now and you're like i don't why i don't but outside of that, no, nothing. We didn't. We didn't have traditions like that. We didn't have to say anything. We didn't have to spin around three times before we did something like. There was nothing like that. Steve, I do remember that your. Am, am I getting this wrong, or did your mom have placenta trees? Oh, my mom didn't. But there's a family that I know. Okay. That did do that. So, whenever their child was born they would bring the placenta home. They would bury it with a tree Right, would grow and say, Oh, that's uh, you know, that's so-and-so's placenta tree. And, and the first time I heard that, like anybody would go, what was that? Yeah. Can you, you, just <laughs> you see, I would have naturally, I would have, my brain would not have calculated that. I would have thought this is a type of tree from another part of the world that I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, no, no, um, no. You no. know, probably from like, you know, like a Lebanon cedar or something like that, you know, and an old world tree. And um, no, and it I was dig a hole, put a placenta in it and plant a tree over the top of it. And, yeah. then, you know, and then, Hey, how about a Japanese maple? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. We'll go ahead and do that. Um, that's, and that's what it was, you know, it's just like, Oh no, we can't cut that down. That's so-and-so's placenta tree. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? There's more than one. Yeah. Oh yeah. We all have placenta yeah. trees. 
how many are there more placenta trees where who who de, who is who is is saying hey uh doc um i'm gonna need that placenta yeah and we I mean, sometimes it's like i'm gonna need that placenta for some i reason. have never understood that i had a friend whose wife did that with two of their kids and she was a crazy lady no doubt I used to go over and practice guitar at their house and they are often weren't home. I went and practiced guitar there and she hid in the closet. I didn't know she was there and she stayed in the closet for like an hour and a half. It's a family tradition. Yeah, I guess it's weird, but she is a certified crazy lady. We have an old, um, we have an old very close friend of the show who ate her child's placenta, kept it in the freezer for several weeks and eventually cooked it and ate it because it's full of nutrients and that's not the she's not the only one that i've heard of doing that but that is a that we definitely know somebody who who ate the placenta and i don't know that's probably more sane than planting a tree on it that yeah i mean it, that's something that's done in the wild it's something that's i mean yep sure but um but saying you know what uh for horticulture reasons yeah. i'm gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna need that placenta yeah because it's it's going to Im- imbibe this tree with the spirit of the baby that <laughs> so it's, it splits the soul into yeah. the tr- no. Tracy's just no. violently shaking his head. No, Tracy. Before we wrap this up, do you have any weird family traditions that you want to bring up? Well, my family, uh, being basically a mix of Irish and English, uh, and uh, and Canadian on top of that, uh, did have. So we had a couple of Thanksgivings. Uh, each year, you have the the crappy one in October that you celebrate with your Canadian family, uh, and then uh, then you have the the real good one, the one that counts in November that has football and stuff in it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have a football with a fifty five yard line, and uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, lots of uh, we there were there were things like we we celebrated uh, the feast of Saint Stephen's, which is. Uh, day after christmas and uh we usually had a cake and um uh weird kind of stuff like that that i thought it was kind of normal yeah um, that's what i was gonna but, say that's not something that that's not your kids growing up and saying uh every third thursday my dad made us eat stew out of a shoe and we didn't know why but we just blindly did <laughs> like that's not right these are, the, uh, these are these are normal things yeah. uh, they are normal things in certain parts of the world and they're they're kind of older traditions yeah uh, for sure the leprechaun was a part of our life as much as anything else for truly uh though um my parents introduced it in a way that truly just scared the crap out of me because he was you had to catch him to in like in like i don't know what it was. it was it was some sort of like bargaining thing you had to do with him if you caught him then you could like coerce him <laughs> violently even if you need to probably violently yeah. given the, yeah. the situation um squeeze him, Tracy. The, Tracy, you gotta squeeze him harder he's not gonna <laughs> give you that he's not gonna give you the good wish he's gonna give you the shit yeah, it'll be a ha ta 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 ta. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it was one of those things where like, damn it, I don't want this small creature like totally like screwing things up in my house, and I have to like catch him and fight him to like yeah. get this. This was um, it was a uh, it was alarming but exciting, and I thought you know this is this is part of being Irish, is is fighting people, yeah, and fighting things, yeah, it's the and fighting Irish. Yes, Exactly. It's right there on the logo. um, 
that became uh, that became a distinct part of our uh, our family culture. And so, what we always call we um, we in our house we call St. Patrick's Day St. Fistfights <laughs> Day. And all the kids and I will like take our shirts off and we'll be like shirts off, bare knuckle <laughs> boxing <laughs> in the front room. It's absolutely ridiculous. And do you do Sometimes the, like, the old timey fists yeah. up, like yeah, yes, yeah. The very very exaggerated dukes <laughs> yeah. up, yeah. Uh, very old style. Do you, have, do you have names for your fist? Uh, I don't. Um, <laughs> I have names for my fists. I, I don't have uh, names for that. Those things. Do you want to give us your name, Steve? Yeah, I got. Uh, um, uh, of course, of course, I can't remember. Um, it's, uh, it's. I got Eleanor Roosevelt here and, yeah. uh, Ju- and Judy Garland. That's because um, uh, she was a, a, a very uh, a very steadfast, strong uh, person in a in a very difficult time of our of our country, and, this and escaped say, polio somehow. Exactly. Yeah. And, and 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 Judy will send you over the rainbow. So Boom. That's right there. I like that. Fist names. Yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt, Judy Garland. <laughs> hey Tracy, when you were talking about the your your heritage. And yeah. sort of what mix you are. I remember asking my mom one time what my heritage was, and her exact answer to me was, "Well, you're fifty percent Scottish, and you're fifty percent German, and then you've got a mix of several other things in there as well." And that's when I knew my mom didn't know math well. <laughs> I don't know if that comes from the Scottish side or the German side, but she's not. She wasn't big on the numbers. Well, yeah, it said uh, the Scottish have always been against this sort of like uh, base ten. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, we have gone long but healthy long tonight. Felt like a good show. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments for the show, email us at the Dave and Steve Show at gmail.com. Uh, and otherwise, we'll see you right back here next week. You guys have any final things to add? I love uh, when the show well, goes I don't silent. Know. I think that's an area where you should probably delete some of the silence and tighten it up a little bit. <laughs> uh, kind of English style. We don't do a... that on this show ever. We do no, the show I'm raw, just... baby. Yeah, I'm, n- I'm not wearing a shirt all next week, by the way. I've lost nine pounds, so I'm down to a B cup. I'm looking nice. pretty hot, so nice. I keep at it. Steve, anything <laughs> else from you? No, uh, your... you make sure you put your batteries where the dogs can't get to them. Okay, you know, what's your cup yeah. size? Oh, m- mine. All right. Uh, I got one's a, uh, one's, one's a B and one's a C. I can't wait to hear their names. All right. For Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you. Talks to you. See, now's when yeah. we stop the show. Now is when we have to. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve show. <laughs>